Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to Scout's Eye on Football. A little tardy today, trying to get off the phone. It is a busy time. Folks, we are, I am in full draft meeting mode, so I'm going to make sure that I silence the phone here. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot about the draft. Uh, We're going to take it in a few different directions. I've got to make a note here on a couple of questions that have been um, sent in. Reminder, we're interactive, so if you've got a question, comment, join us in the chat room, and we'll be talking. Listen, anything you really want to talk about, uh, my mind is focused, obviously, a lot on the draft as we're in the stretch run. Um, a uh, update on what's going on at LandryFootball.com. If you've not joined, gosh, I, I don't know. Uh, we'd really appreciate your help kind of spreading the word to your friends that are football fans, uh, we think it's a great deal. Uh, got a scouting season offer. It's less than $10 a month. Uh, it's even cheaper than that uh, if you look at uh, what we all offer. it uh, If you get take advantage of the year membership. But basically what we do is we have uh, a situation where we provide a lot of inside information, analysis on the college and pro game, and we run concurrent with the season. So obviously during the season, we're breaking down the games. As the season gets finished, we deal with all things, you know, coaching searches, recruiting, um, free agency, evaluating rosters of this past of the past season, and getting ready for free agency, the free agency process, uh, the draft process. And of course, we're deep into that. Up on LandryFootball.com, we've got everything that you would want. We've got the horizontal board, the best overall players in the draft. We've got the position boards, which we call the vertical board. Um, And you see where the breakoff points are. We have the scouting reports on every player, whether it's the first pick in the draft or somebody that's going to sign as an undrafted free agent for your team. We've got it for you. You check it all out at LandryFootball.com. It's a great Great opportunity to become involved. Um, working right now on, and we'll have in the ensuing few days, the week, we're going to have uh, on-the-clock previews inside the draft room, all 32 teams. Uh, updated needs, um, some potential targets, and a lot of different uh, things that take you inside that draft room. So absolutely uh, want to um, – 
thank you for that. Uh, also want to bring some news and <clears throat> I see fantasy football one-on-one has joined us. I want to thank you. Uh, it's not that I hadn't thought of it, but you put the bug in my ear. Fantasy football one-on-one brought up something last night. I thought about it <clears throat> as I got done. He wanted to do, um, wanted me to do, wanted us to do a draft show. And so I'm here to announce, here's the plan. First of all, starting next week, starting Monday, let me make sure I got the, the calendar dates correct so you know. So we are, what is the day today? It's the 14th. I know we're two weeks away from the draft uh, starting um, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. So starting Monday the 19th at 4 p.m. Central Time, we're going to have about an hour show, 4 to 5 Central, 5 to 6 Eastern, every day, Monday through Friday, next week, and the following week, which is draft week, the week before the draft and the week of the draft. Give you the latest information on the draft, so be the scout's eye on college and pro football, and we're going to be talking about the draft. We'll be taking your questions. We're going to go through team needs and scenarios. We're going to get through a lot of that the next two weeks. Also, and I, you need to really thank Fantasy Football 101 for this because I am so much in the minutia of my meetings and everything. When he brought it up last night, I thought, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I can do that. I thought about it more. Yes, mark it down. We now have you an alternative. Draft night, Thursday night. Draft night, Friday night, and Saturday. I am going to do uh, a live show. I'll be doing it solo. I'm not going to ask anybody else to be on as long as that is. Now, you have to understand kind of what this show is going to be about. As the draft is going on, I'm going to take you through the draft. Pick by pick. Um. I'm going to in, in indulge you and ask you for a little patience. So doing a, I don't know, five, six-hour show solo with no commercials, um, you're basically going to get a peek into kind of what I'm involved in doing on draft day virtually. Um, so there'll be pauses during the show. I'm going to have to read my tweet messages and email messages. So I may have to say, hold on, folks. I need to deal with this, and I'm there. I'm not going away, and here's what we're, we're going to provide for you. We'll be able to give you um, probably the picks in, in some cases before they happen, at least some of the discussions, because what will normally happen on draft night is I will get texts, I will get emails. Um, thank God for texts. I can tell you that. If it wasn't for texts and emails, it used to be just a bunch of calls. I try to keep off of that, or I wouldn't be able to do this because it just would be, you know, you would, it just it just wouldn't work. But be able to say, hold on, I mean, you know, I'm going to be able to tell you, hey, look, this is kind of what's going on. So we'll see. Um, we're going to have that for you. And look, I'm going to do it, and <laughs> I, 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 it's going to be informal. It's going to be us. It's going to be family. So as there's a break, I may have to get up and go to the little boy's room. You just, you know, it'll be there. The camera will be here. Fine. 
you know, you just have to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. So we're going to do that. I think technologically, the, as long as things will work. Um, so I actually sent a text to uh, Don over at Twitch, um, part of the Amazon Twitch family. So that's the plan. So you're going to have me. As long as my voice will hold up, we'll do that. Now, I also will try to take questions and all understand it's going to be chaotic particularly as the draft goes into Friday and Saturday picks are coming. I don't know that it's probably not the best time to be able to answer a million questions. Cause I'm going to be reacting live. When we do the show here, it's more analyzing. It is more going into answering questions. So don't be offended or upset. If you can't get to all your questions on that night, because it's going to be more about what's happening at that point, you'll, you know what I think about the players. I will react to it, and we'll have time after the fact to be able to react to it. Uh, so it'll be look. We'll we'll take it as we go. It'll be it'll be fun. I got to tell you, as I'm doing this show here live, many of you know I'm in Baton Rouge. It it could be midnight. I am looking out my window, and when I tell you it is dark, I mean you. Is I look through the trees, you cannot see the sky. It is that dark. So if I get knocked off the air, uh, you know why. We got some, we got we've had really bad weather the last couple of days. So anyway, that's the news. Spread it. Oh, you'll be able to how do you catch that? If you're listening and watching right now, you catch it. If you're listening to this in pot form. This is not going to be something that we're going to put up as a podcast. It's going to be, what, a five, six, seven-hour show, and it's it's going to be all stuff that happened already. So it's not going to be put as a podcast form. You'll want to catch this live, and you want to spread it around. Help me spread it on social media. Set it up. How do you get it? Very simply, you can go and catch it on Twitch TV. That's the best way. Go to LandryFootball.com. Click on Follow Chris on Twitch. You can get it there. Also, like we do on this show, have it simultaneously on Facebook and YouTube Live. So if you like consuming it there, you uh, absolutely can do it. So get the the bookwork out of the way. So we got a couple of questions to get to in the chat room in here. So appreciate Fantasy Football One-on-One deserves the credit for that. Thanks to you, Kev. Thank you for cheering us 100 bits, and we appreciate that. Um, We're doing. Um, So (laughs) Fantasy says I – I get to hear you go deep and give us all the golden nuggets. We'll see what we can do there. Be interesting to learn why teams may see a player differently from your board in real time. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, Kev, that takes a little time to, you know, in real time, I may have a reaction. Wow. Um, When I have more time to think about it and even investigate it by talking with them, while I may not agree, I can maybe provide a little bit more of that. So it's not like, you know, this will be the, be all the end all, but what's going to be great about it. It's going to be live reaction. And you know, it's uh listen, it's great. We're not, it's going to be a one man show for me. So we're not going to be able to be able to push a bunch of buttons and show you a lot of video and stuff like that. Uh, but we'll be able to react to it. And if you want to get the closest feel to what it's like in the draft room, I can virtually do that. So, um, so, so, uh, you know, yeah, you can uh, listen to his, his rich coat says you it's an it's an alternative where you don't have to listen to the talking heads. And and look at those. They they provide a great service and it's fine. But, yes, it'll give you an alternative. So if you could, 
If you could, please help spread the word. That's how we grow. And I'm looking at this as a great launch point because, as you know, we talk football all year round, all the time, regardless who you're a fan of. We got that for you. So we're really excited about that. And I'm going to start to kind of promote that myself, but we really could use your help in doing so. So as we are dealing with teams uh, every day now, the virtual meetings <clears throat> revolving more around the couple of things. No, teams are, they're not done with their boards. And I, I say that all the time. And I'm going to, I'm going to phrase it again to people understand. No, this is not like they're, they're learning more about these players. They, they've at this point with the recheck physical, well, with the medical physicals, we used to call them, we called them rechecks on uh, this past weekend. They've got all the latest medical data. Obviously, they've looked at all the film. What is not done completely is getting into that room and sitting there and arguing, you know, arguing. I don't mean that, you know, discussion, having discussions. You got a cluster of five receivers, six linebackers in kind of that fourth round area. What order do you have? I think this guy's too low. I think he should be in the neck. I think he should be. This should be. A low. You go through all that. That's why you do it. Remember, set your draft board up correctly. Draft board dictates to you. That's what you're looking for, folks. I'm going to tell you the weather is if we do go off the air, um, it's looking ominous here. Um, that's what's being done now. So the final pieces of the puzzle um you know this week next week usually the week of the draft i always like to by the weekend prior to the draft always like to have all the position boards done and at least be 50 percent through the the top 150 board which really really only came down to about a hundred. Um, when you do that, um, then it gives you time. I wanted to spend extra time, believe it or not, prior to the draft, making sure debating it, but there's a whole lot of guys that with a, with a priority free agent, grade. You hear me say this. So you're saying, well, why the hell are you doing this, Chris? I don't get this. Haven't you said you will be able to draft and sign your free agents off your draftable board? However, with the four nine grades, I want to make sure that they're in the right order. If I got 20 receivers with four nine grades, I want to go through painstaking detail to make sure they're in the right order. Why, if we need to sign one or two guys at each position and our board is picked clean, we need to know who we're going to approach first. It becomes a recruiting board, and it's got to be in the right order. I don't want to be on draft night to say, all right, do we want to go this guy? No, we want to know in this order. And then it is a little bit of you can't get this guy. You, the second guy commits, you take him. You know, but I, I, I like to spend more time on that, but that last week is, and we're getting close to that time and I'm starting to get a little bit, 
as I'm participating in some of these meetings, in some of the breaks, there's a little bit of, you know, so what do you think so-and-so is going to do? What do you think this team's going to do in that? It's a lot of fishing for information to trying to anticipate who might be there, how things might play out, what options does it bring? So we're getting a lot of that. Um, see, Tony joined us. Uh, hope Tony will we'll remind folks. Um, and if somebody could help me remind it, Tony, I hope you got wind of it. Hope you were here at the beginning when we talked about we're going to be live bringing the draft for you. Um, Tony's a Browns fan. Um, says, uh, morning, Chris, summing the Browns on Clowney, wondering if he would be productive in the Brown system. Yes, I do think he can. I think here's what Jadavian Clowney is that I think, believe it or not, for all the hype that Jadavian Clowney got, he's actually underrated. People don't understand what type of player he is. People just assumed he was this great speed rusher. He never was. He was long levered, strong at the point of attack that can push the pocket and shorten the corner. And I think he can be productive. Um, You wonder a little bit about age and health to some degree. I think he can be a real weapon for them. This is not a move for the Browns that would have made a lot of sense in previous years when they were kind of building this team. But a veteran presence to put alongside that defensive line that you don't need 800 snaps a year from a guy like that can be very productive, particularly in a potential playoff run. Uh, So, yeah, I do think – and I think it's going to happen. We've been talking about it and keeping you updated over at LandryFootball.com. Uh, and I do think it's it's going to happen. We'll see. Until it's done, it's not done. But it all signs point to it being done. Uh, Rich Coates says, has there ever been a situation where someone you work with leaked information to the media about whom you were going to draft? And if so, how did you handle the problem? I, yeah, I got to tell you, I'll give you the, the biggest one. And it pissed me off big time. And, and a lot of it was assumption. Remember that when I give you this story, this was pre-internet, pre-social media. Well, I don't even know if it, I don't know if it's pre-internet. I can't remember exactly when the, I, 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 it's pre-internet. I believe it was pre-internet. I mean, somebody will say, no, it was internet back then. I, I, I don't remember it being that. Definitely not social media. But, my first, um, when we got to Houston, it was a really bad roster. Well, it was a it was a roster that had to be torn apart because free agency, and so the roster was in pretty bad shape. It had to be completely rebuilt with the Oilers. It happened to be the same year that Carolina and Jacksonville came in as expansion teams. So you have the worst season. You have a Jacksonville type of year. You get the first pick in the draft, right? Well, as luck would have it, you know, we inherited a team. And I, I wasn't there for the season, but we go in and we don't have the first pick. We got the third pick because the two expansion teams get pick one and two. So we're picking third. And there was a, a lot of connection in the football world that 
we were going to take Steve McNair all along. And, and a lot of it was a scout. The scout's deceased now, so I hate to – I don't want to mention his name. But he was a lot – he was very much a, you know, a uh, self-promoting type person. And he, and he, he was – one of the area scouts certainly was not the guy that was going to make the decision kind of bragged on Steve McNair. You know, a lot of it is, well, how can I found this guy? You know, nobody found him. He was, he was obviously very highly touted and in their differing opinions on how good of a pro he would be. You've heard me talk about Steve McNair before Steve had a productive career. I knew Steve McNair going all the way back to came out of high school. And he was heavily recruited athletically, play safety, running back. He wanted to play quarterback, went to Alcorn State. He did have some initial grade issues in in terms of getting the core curriculum, went to Alcorn State, Um, obviously ran an offense where it was wide open and four wides. And again, as I've said before, like Steve, didn't think, you know, he was going to be a great player, but I thought he'd be a very productive pro. I thought he'd be a good leader, and I knew he was tough. We called him country strong and country tough. And God rest his soul, it's what he was. But we hadn't really decided definitely that we're, we needed a quarterback. Warren Moon was off with the rest of the team, and we needed a quarterback. We needed a lot of things. But that year, if you remember, Kerry Collins and Steve McNair, Tony Saka, actually not Tony, uh, Tony's brother, John, um, number of quarterbacks. Uh, Steve was a guy that we targeted, we liked, but we still needed to do our homework and determine that you were going to take. It became pretty obvious closer and closer that we were going to take him, but it really wasn't done until we went down and spent an entire day with him in Mississippi, worked him out, put him on the board, and, and it, it didn't blow us away. About the, oh, boy, they blew him away. No, no, he didn't. We just felt comfortable enough that, okay, um, we know enough, we're comfortable enough, this is what we're going to do. Well, whether it's just general assumption, but I think it was derived from – the area scout that was kind of bragging that we were going to take this guy that it became a belief that in the, around the league that we were going to take Steve McNair. So here's the issue. Once you decide, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. The owner wants to know what you're going to do. And the ultimate decision was going to come down with by Floyd Reese. Um, once you kind of tell the owner what you want to do and you're at third and you, you know, this is the guy you're going to take and the owner is excited and nobody's saying anything publicly, but, but behind the scene, you've created an expectation. Well, we're picking third. If you remember in that draft, Carolina was one. They traded with Cincinnati. Cincinnati moved up to number one and took John Carter running back out of Penn State. Jacksonville's on the board at two. Just like there was a lot of thought about, you know, 
what we might do, we had a strong belief that Jacksonville was going to take Tony Baselli, big offensive tackle out of USC. Tom Coughlin and I joke with him a bunch about this. He gets on the phone and calls us and says that, um, look, um, I got Minnesota on the line. I've got that, you know, they want to move up here. Basically trying to scare us off. And look, we'll, we'll switch spots with you. You can have our spot and get your guy with a pretty good understanding that our guy was going to be McNair and wanted a third round pick for it. So we were going to have to give up a third round pick to move up one spot to make sure to protect that spot. So no one else moves ahead. And I, you know, Floyd was sitting there nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs and the owners in there and Bud is not, Bud Adams is, doesn't come around much, didn't come around much and was in there. And this was, this was Saturday morning and it was, 9.30 in the morning, so he had already had um, – he was already on his, I think, third class of Jack Daniels that early, yes. Uh, and he was just kind of saying, well, I don't want to lose them if you want them. You know. So it becomes like an embarrassing situation. And I said it just as I said it. Jeff Fisher, to his credit, said it. Don't do it. They're bluffing. There's no way to know that they're bluffing. There's no way to know. It's a gut feeling. You could be right. You could be wrong. It's a gut feeling. It's a gut play call as a coach. It's a gut play call in the draft room. And the theory is I didn't think they wanted to lose Tony Baselli. And, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I think that's who they're going to take. And I don't think they're going to move down. Um, I think that they're bluffing. I think they could move down to three, knowing that we probably weren't going to take Baselli and still get their guy. So they're trying to convince us of that. And I just, you know, look, I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I was okay with taking McNair, but I wasn't like, it's not like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's not like, you know, I sure as hell didn't want to give up a prime pick. So anyway, long story short, I, I shouted it out and and Jeff did. And the large credit, he swallowed all and said, no, he hung up he, he didn't hang up on him. He told Tom, no, we'll stay. And, and 10 seconds later, they hand in the card with Tony Baselli and you know, we got the guy we got. And then, you know, but, you know, I was a little bit worried because, Floyd was could be a little squirrely at times, and I thought he's gonna bleep this up. He's gonna, you know, for fear, and, and it's gonna cost it. My point is that's a situation where I think, I think the leaking of information, just not trying to leak it, but just trying to, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a big shot. I'm gonna tell you what we're doing this and that. A lot of that happens. That's how a lot of this stuff goes out. Now, you multiply that times a hundred today. 
with social media and everybody having to say, so you have a lot of that. So that's one of them. Um, there's several others. I'm not going to go into many of them. That, that was the, the main one. Rich Coates also said thoughts on report on Eagles owner, Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman treating Doug Peterson like a baby. And they're considering firing Peterson mid season of last year. Um, look, um, Here's one of the dangers in today. And I think this is not just today. It's happened in the past. But in today's football, more and more, when you have non-football people in GM positions, remember, during the game, those GMs very often has got the year of the owner. And now the coach is out there working and very often – you don't hear the GM talk about, man, I, I gave this coach a bad team or I, you know, we should have done this and that. It's always, man, we're really good. We've got these players. We're not being coached this or that. You have a lot of that going on. And it's definitely the case uh, with little house, a little Howie there that um, doesn't know whether the football's blown or stuff. Always there to try to be there for the soundbite, for the credit, and always looked in the shift line. I mean, that's, that's let me, let me shift the blame to all the things that don't work. That That's how you know who made the, if it worked, how he, how he did it. If it didn't work, somebody else's fault. That's, that's, you have that a lot. So we know that was a lot of squirrely things going on in Philly last year and how that played out. Uh, that's my thoughts. Chris, if you were the Bengals GM sitting at five, who would you take? Joel, I would take um, Panay Sewell if he were there. Um, because I think he's one of the two best players in the draft. And I think he's, okay, two best players in the draft. What does that really mean? That's That's a... That's a comment. It's really not important. I mean, it it is, but not the most important. I think Sewell has a chance to be an elite tackle for years to come. The type uh, of which you won't really find very often. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to have as good a career, but he bends about as good as anybody since um, Jonathan Octa. I take him, no hesitation. It, it is not a bad pick if they want to take Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Um, I think that the Bengals will probably take, if I had to guess, I think the Bengals will take Jamar Chase. Here's the other thing I think going on in Cincinnati, and this is kind of how I read them and visiting with them again. You know, they're not, if they tell me something, I wouldn't repeat it because, A, it's, probably something they want me to repeat and not true or be um, you know it's something that I wouldn't if I truly believed and they were in confidence I wouldn't repeat that I here's my sense though and and I I found that I'm better with sensing things than quote unquote, let me get information. Cause again, information, sometimes I can't use it. My sense is that they're a little bit gun shy on taking tackles because they took a couple recently and it hadn't quite panned out that they may go Jamar chase. 
That's my my sense if he's there. So that's what I would do if I were Cincinnati. If I were Atlanta, I would take Panesul. I think Atlanta is really talking up the quarterback. I'm not saying that they would not take a quarterback or won't take a quarterback. Don't know. But I think it is probable that they stay there and take Sewell. Or if they get great value in a trade, that's what I think Cincinnati's doing. Um, Because those those are some of the thoughts there. the the way it is looking at the top. And again, it gets very difficult um, because the the whole mock draft process is, well, all right, we'll go through the scenarios of what would happen if this happened. That's what a true mock draft is. That's what we do inside draft rooms is I don't really care about matching a team with it. I mean, it's just who's going to be there when we pick? Where do we need to go to get our guy? Um where can we go down and still get our guy? That's what you want to know. It's not about, oh, I got five, five, who cares? You know, um, it's trying to figure out the top. It, it, we think we know the top three, but we don't know definitely for certain what's going to happen with San Francisco. That's maybe the first drama to see what they're going to do and what quarterback and then what Atlanta would do. Would they take uh, a quarterback or trade somebody would take a quarterback. Um, and then I think Cincinnati to your question is going to be interesting because if you think about it, if you're at five, you're at Cincinnati. Um, assuming that most everybody, again, you set your board regardless of need. Most people would probably have Trevor Lawrence one or two on their board. You're sitting there at five. You got a chance to get the best player on the board best non-quarterback or, or, you know, the, the best player, because I think the quarterbacks as good as they are with the exception of Lawrence probably got the best player uh, on the board. That's a pretty good position to be in, which by the way is why you want to have your quarterback. If you get a quarterback, man, it opens up the whole world to you. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's, um, What's going to happen? San Francisco surprises and takes a different guy. Um, you know, people think it's Mac Jones. People think it's one of the other quarterbacks. We'll see. Um, I, mean, I think it'll be a quarterback. Which one? That'll determine it. And what does Atlanta feel? Um, look, I, I think that that's, if I'm Atlanta, that's what I'm doing in Cincinnati. Then it becomes interesting with Miami. Um, you got maybe Pitt still there. Uh, you know, there's some there's some talk and belief that Atlanta might take Pitts. You know, we'll we'll see. Uh, but I do think Pitts Chase makes a lot of sense for Miami. Then you've got Detroit, and that's where it's interesting is where those because there will be two quarterbacks that are slip. It'll be either Fields or Lance, one of those guys, and 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 maybe maybe Mac Jones. It may be both. But it's going to be one of those for certain that's going to quote unquote slip, not really slip, but you got only all of those guys are not going in the top four. And you got five guys, five can't go into four. So even if it goes quarterback, 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 one of them slipping a little bit. And then who's intrigued enough to come up? 
that's the game that Atlanta's playing. That's what they're trying to figure out. Um, I don't think Carolina is going to make a move at quarterback because they, they've got Dornell, but what if they love Justin Fields and he slips out of the top three or four? Just saying, Detroit got golf, but if you really love one of those corporate, not, I just say don't rule it out. Not likely, though. I think Denver, you got to watch. Um, I think you got to watch. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that Philly likes anybody. Uh, I think they like Zach Wilson a bunch. And not being able to get him was an issue. But uh, I think Denver, Philly, Minnesota, New England, Philly at 12 and Minnesota at 14 and New England at 15 um, are all interesting spots to watch. I think they're all interesting spots to watch quarterback-wise. Well, when you look at the quarterback position, as I'm verifying the draft order, you know, Giants – not going to do that. So those are the teams to look at quarterback wise. What it does though, is you look at the top of the board that creates some intrigue. So the quarterbacks that we discuss Sewell Pitts, chase, then you start getting into some really good players that people are not clamoring over now, not talking about enough now, but are really prime players. You've got, you know, two other great receivers. You've got two great corners. Um, you've got some good tackles that are not named Sewell. Um, you, you get into the middle of the round. You've got start to get in some edge rushers that can play. Um, so I think it's – look, I mean, I think it's a really good draft. 24 is a, a – good number. It's usually the number that it's amazing how many times I think over the years, no rhyme or reason when you, I've had probably more 24 first round grades. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's that. Cause you know, you think, all right, 20 or 25, right? I mean, I'm not looking at a number, you're just grading the player. And then after you're done, you count them up. It's been, very often it's been 24. Don't know why that is. But uh, really, really good players. A reminder again that players 5 through 24 all with the same grade for me. So what does that mean? You can go any direction, 5 to 24. So do not just go nuts out there if – the 24th player, the 23rd player goes fifth or six. Nothing wrong with it. It's not that I think that they're 24th. You got to stack them. And very often I stack them in terms of the priority positions. Quarterbacks go a little top, top of the list and, you know, running backs, they would go a little bit about, Hey, the, if, if they just see a guy just a little bit better than I do, that 24th guy becomes the guy they take at four or five. Nothing wrong with that. Not a reach. It's like to tell you the story. Oh, can't believe. I believe it was 11. Dwight Freeney was saying, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, what a reach. It's not a reach. 
That was a 6-5 grade. Could have gone at 11, could have gone at 6, could have gone at 18, 19, 20. Anybody think the Colts reach on Dwight Freeney now? Oh, no, that's a forgotten narrative. Well, of course, we're not going to bring that out because, again, don't don't get caught up into a whole lot. We'll, we'll have a lot of fun on that. A reminder again, for those of you that didn't join us at the beginning, uh, big news. We think it's big news. Really excited about it. And we got uh, got one of our great followers, Fantasy Football 101, really spurred the idea. Now, the, the whole – I'm going to do this show Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Central Time. Um, yes, 4 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday next week, the week prior to the draft, and the following week, the week of the draft, five days. We'll bring you the latest on the draft. We'll take different avenues and looks and scouting reports and what have you. Um, then draft night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday. We're going to be with you live right here. So if you're catching this on podcast form, make sure that you are listening to us live on that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the draft. Yeah, I'm going to take you through it myself. We'll do it kind of live interactive. It's not going to be like the polished radio show with commercials or anything. We're going to be there, going to react, going to multitask, going to have to maybe answer some questions privately while I'm on, you know, emails or, or texts, the work I'm doing for teams. Uh, we're going we're gonna to provide you a lot of fun stuff. Live interactive. We'll be there. Uh, take you pick by pick. Uh, take you through all the picks. That's the plan anyway. Technology, you know, withstanding, God willing, we're going to provide that for you. Um, uh, we'll, we'll try to answer questions, but obviously it's going to be more reacting of what's going on. Um, and then may not have all the answers. Well, why did they take this guy? You know, my initial reaction probably would be, well, cause that's how they saw, um, later on, I'll probably have, once I have a chance to talk with them, get at least to feel what they were thinking and why they went in a certain direction, even though it may be a surprise to you. So we'll react to it, tell you about it, explain it, um, uh, kind of get you understanding if look if it, there is a pick that i just didn't see the player the same way i'll tell you i'm not gonna sit there and, and baby anybody I, i'll tell you picks that just don't didn't make a whole lot of sense to me if i feel that that's way but but i'm also gonna tell you things don't react and don't react to a lot of the talking heads and a lot of the lists that have guys ranked even mine that's why i do my board differently on landry football it explains where their value is. So you're going to look at five and 24 and two. Wow. Mid to say mid to late first round value. Well, there's only four guys ranked above that. So you can't sit there and say that a guy that's ranked mid to late first round was taken too high at four at five or six. The next best player. Okay. So understand that. We're going to get that to you. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Catch it by going to LandryFootball.com. Follow Chris on Twitch. Sign up for it. Subscribe to that so you'll have it. That's going to be the best way. For those of you that like to watch live on Facebook or YouTube, we'll, we'll stream it there as well. So we appreciate it. Let's get to a couple of other questions. Um, 
What was your evaluation? Uh, Tony asked, what was my evaluation of Eric Turner and Phil McConkey? Well, Phil was a very, um, very quick athlete, not a lot of speed, but had great hands um, coming out of the service academy um, and was, was a really good player. I didn't have a particularly high grade on him. He didn't run very well. Eric Turner was an old school safety. Um, often think guys like Eric in today's game would, would play linebacker. That's how they played back then. They were a safety that was very head, a head hunting safety that was very physical across the middle, could defend the run. Well, good short area cover quickness, uh, could lock onto the tight end in that day. But as the game has changed, it's a lot different, right? I mean, um, the tight ends are more athletic. They're more built like receivers. So you've got to have guys that are more built like corners, that safeties that cover like corners because you got to match up athletically with those guys. But had a really, really high grade on Eric, not so much on uh, Phil. Uh, what was my evaluation of Julian Edelman out of Kent State and Sebastian Janikowski? Um, Julian was a quarterback, uh, option quarterback that, um, had really good quickness, a projection, um, didn't have him graded as high, um, as his pro career. He's graded him very well in the NFL. He was a better player than I thought. Always tough for projections. When you project a guy and a projection is taking a guy from one position and moving him to another, that's a projection. We call that a P. Uh, in the letter grading system that we attach to the numerical system. And that, that you take them later. I mean, you're not going to take, you don't take a guy, you don't do what Jacksonville did um, one year and, and took a guy and project him that was a quarterback and make him to receiver because he's an athlete, just a dumb move. You don't ever do that. Um, and then he had character issues to boot. Just, just a dumb move by them back in the day. Um, I digress. Um, Julius was, was a, a really good player, competitive, tough, and he's smart. And I thought he could do things potentially as a slot corner. I thought when working him out, I remember the workout at Kent, um, good hands. And you could see that there's a chance to be a pretty good slot receiver to be as good as he was, was a surprise. Um, um, yeah, uh, the, the Sebastian Janikowski question, Sebastian was, um, a first round grade on him, but I wouldn't have taken him in the first round. And that was the difference. Um, Sebastian had the most explosive leg in modern times. We have a drill that we run at the combine and it's the elevation drill. And it is simply this. We put the ball as close to the crossbar as possible. So it's the crossbar, okay? You get as close to it as possible. And we'll see how quickly the ball can elevate. Obviously, um, the, the ones that are the closest that can elevate it above that, he still holds the record of getting as much elevation as possible. The issue with Sebastian, he was a freewheeling guy, liked to drink his beer, and you know, 
okay, you don't have to be a great athlete to be a kicker. And he was naturally gifted. You wondered a little bit about it. Here's the problem with kickers. And even though you grade a guy on what he is, you hear me say that. Sebastian, I had a 6-5 grade on him. I, I would not have taken him in the first round as a kicker. The Raiders did. It wasn't a bad pick. They took Ray Guy, by the way, back in the day in the first round. Ray Guy was a great athlete at Southern Miss. Great safety. Good safety. Great punter. Um, and so both, they did it and took Shane Leckler in the second, I believe. Um, so they had success doing it with the Raiders. Uh, but the problem with taking um, kickers is that even though you've got an explosive leg, it, it doesn't mean that you're going to be poised under pressure and make clutch kicks. And you just got a lot of options. Kickers kick a long time. You can sign a guy. Uh, I'm just not taking a kicker that high. And there's the risk factor. That's always there. I've told the story about one year I had, uh, I didn't have first round grades, but I had, um, I had five, nine grades or maybe even six O grades on Jason Elam and, um, um, what was his, uh, Scott Sisson from Georgia tech. Jason Elam was from Hawaii. Both of those guys had really good legs. Both of those guys were clutch performers. Um, Jason kicked very well in Hawaii. Um, had a very clean, you know, was one and a half step across, very crisp. Um, get off time was very good. You know, ground up, ground to toe time was very good. Um, elevated the ball, good range. Obviously, had his career mostly in Denver, thin air, but was really good. Very, very consistent. Um, Scott Sisson kicked four years at Georgia Tech, never missed an extra point. He missed two field goals in four years, and both of them are over 50 yards. Elam had a great career. Scott Sisson went to the Patriots, and they nicknamed him Missing Sisson. He was awful. Uh, why? Kicking is there's the the best equation to compare evaluating kickers that I've ever found is like comparing them and evaluating them to golfers. You can be a great golfer, have a great swing, have great form, but you lose your confidence, you lose your feel, you get on the back nine, pressure of a moment, boom, it goes away. You just, and so the physical attributes, I mean, what can you do if you see them perform under pressure in college, you put them in pressure situations, you do a good job, you can evaluate the physical part and if you get them into the NFL, they eventually may be able to work out their problems. Vinatieri was great. Clutch, leader, tough, mentally tough. I look for mental toughness. They're all going to go through cycles where they miss. The guys that can put it behind them, that's the ones I want. So it's a little bit of 
like evaluating them as golfers and then also like like you would uh, would a golfer but also a little bit like corners mentally you're going to get beat how do you deal with it you know you start to miss a couple of kicks the ability to quickly rectify it and say give me that i want it again i want to win it you know some of the guys retreat oh i can't figure it out what's going on um so you got to have the mental toughness so those those are tough deals but Seabass had a tremendous leg. Um, Robert Aguayo was a huge mistake, was a huge, huge, huge mistake. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that, uh, it, 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 Robert Aguayo was not a good worker and you think, oh, that's a kicker. You don't have to work hard. No, you just, you know, so that was a, that was a huge mistake. And I was really against that. Uh, fantasy football one-on-one could number nine, Rashad. Oh, Fantasy football's kind of cheating, giving away my draft board here on the website. He's a, obviously a member. We appreciate that. We hope all of you join it. Here's the thing, fantasy. Um, there's going to be a run on the receivers pretty early. I think certainly by, I don't know, certainly 10, 12, the top three are off the board. What that is going to do is going to take guys like Kadarius, Tony, Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. That's going to elevate them up from, really high second round value, they're going to go in the first because teams needing a receiver. Once you clear off the a, some people may have them ranked bottom of the first. They may see them a little bit better. Um, and then B when your first rate grades are done, you're picking high second round. Anyway, they fit right in that mix, but because the top guys are gone and there's, there's a little bit of a gap, you're going to see those guys get elevated. Um, after that, those three are gone. I think the next four are going to be elevated. And that is Bateman. That's Amari Rogers. That's Tutu Atwell, Tutarius Atwell of Louisville. And that's Rondell Moore of Purdue, who's more of a specialist slot guy. Those late second round value guys are going to go up as well. They're going to kind of dovetail what, you know, so I think, Bateman is high second round value. The reason I don't see him going into the first is not that I don't think he can play. I think he can. Not that there's a whole lot of difference than say, all right, take him at 30 versus 42. There's not a lot. And I don't mean that that he's not worthy of it. But understanding the draft board, that means you're leaving some really good players on the board. Go back and you look at the receiver board. That's fine. Go back and look at the horizontal board fantasy and think about this. So in the first round, now I know you're saying sneak in. So let's just say 32, 31, 30, wherever. Go and look at the board. Who you're leaving on the board to take Bateman? You're leaving, in my opinion, better players. Maybe not a player that fits the biggest position they need, but who's still on the board? The rushers are off. Ojalari's off. Collins, a great player, is probably off. You probably, Rousseau's off. Jason Owa, Penn State's off. How about a, a tackle like Darishaw? Is he still on the, on the board and you're taking Bateman? No, I don't think you're doing that. How about J.C. Horn at corner? You're not leaving him on the board to take him better player. Um, how about Trevor Moore, safety from TCU? Guy I like a lot. I'm not leaving him on the board to take Bateman. I, I'm not leaving a 6'5 player on the board 
or a six, even a high six four graded player to take Bateman. So no, I wouldn't do it. You asked, do you think he could sneak in? The, yeah, somebody could grade him a little higher on their scale. They could have them graded as a six five. So that doesn't make them wrong. I just see them a little differently. Uh, the high second round. Now look, I got no prop. Look, Quiddy Pay. I think he's going in the first round. That's a 6-4 grade. Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State tackle, I think going in the first round. Christian Barmore, I think I think those are guys that are going to go in the first round with high second round. Those are better players in my mind. Um, I, I think you're going to – look, I mean, I think you got – as I look at it, I have uh, 24 6-4 graded players. Now, 6-4 to 6-0, you can go to a 6-0. If you want to over a six four, still think the six fours, even though they're the same grade tier, there's a little bit of a separation there. But you're leaving, you're leaving in the first round, a lot of potential players with higher grades. Now, if all the six fives are off the board and you do it, I'm more okay with it then. But you got some really good players still on the board at that point. I mean, what if Kadarius Tony's still on the board there? I don't think he will be. And you're talking like I am, is those receivers are all off the board. Those top six are off the board. So yeah, you could see it. Um I do think, even though I like more a little higher, you gotta have an appetite for Rondell Moore. I mean, he's a slot, he's a returner. He's a specialist. Atwell's, I think, a slot. Bateman is an X. I got Amari Rogers with the same grade. So I don't know. I mean, if I'm in my mind, I'm not taking him there because I think you can get reasonable value with another receiver a little bit later. And I'm, it's not that I don't like the player. I like him. I think Rashad Bateman, uh, Bateman is a make it player, but I just think you're leaving better players on the board. I can love the player, but not like the pick because I maybe like somebody better. So that's my answer there. Um, Rich Coach says, did I get a chance to watch the Masters over the weekend? I sure did. I kept my eye on it most of the weekend as I was doing work, but I usually do really, uh, really enjoy it. So as we get into, um, as we wrap up today, we appreciate your questions. Uh, I'm going to be back for the Landry Football Podcast tomorrow. We'll do something probably draft-related. I've got two questions I didn't even get to, but I've got a questions about running the shotgun and goal line situation. And I got a question uh, from Anthony uh, about college hiring assistants work with previously. So we're going to get to that tomorrow as well as more draft stuff, as well as more of your questions on the Landry Football Podcast. So same time, same channel tomorrow more football with us here. Uh, and then, uh, of course, SEC football will be on on Friday. A reminder again, starting next Monday, we're going to, on 4 p.m. Central, uh, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have this show, draft version, all next week, Monday through Friday, and all the week of the draft, Monday through Friday. And draft night, Thursday, draft night, Friday and draft day Saturday, I'm going to take you solo right here. You On Twitch TV, on YouTube, Facebook, you check it out. We're, you're not listening to this live. You're listening to us on the podcast. Get us live. Go to follow Chris on Twitch. 
and click on that. Sign up. Easy, free. Subscribe to it. Uh, you'll be able to watch this show live. And you don't have to do it on a computer. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your iPad. Most of you now have smart TVs. I was fooling with this the other night. Uh, go to your smart TV. Go to Internet. Go to Twitch. Go to Chris Landry Football on Twitch. Boom, you can watch it on your TV. So you don't have to sit there and you can watch it on your smart TV. We'll be there. I'm going to take you through all the picks. I'm going to take you behind the scenes, kind of bring you in to what I can, at least of what's going on behind the scenes, at least what I'm dealing with with teams. Um, and then uh, may not be able to share all the confidential stuff, but, but give you information, maybe picks before they happen. Um, you know, thanks. Um, for the idea, and we really appreciate it. It's something I thought about, but quite frankly, my mind has been so focused on getting to the draft and getting the work done. I, I, I just, you know, I never really thought as much about, you know what, draft way, is that possible? First thing I thought of when Fantasy brought it up, like, I can't do that. I got to do this and that. And I'm like, wait a minute, why couldn't I do this? Why couldn't I do that? Made a couple of calls and kind of cleared it and said, yeah, we could do that. Um, and it's all made possible, I think, due to modern technology. So we've got a forum for you to come and enjoy the draft in a different way than you ever have before. So make sure that you check that out with us. Um, so spread the word. Help me on social media. Any other means to check it out. Heck, it's free. Go check it out. Be a part of it. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun together here the next couple of weeks. Also, if you haven't done so, please spread the word and become involved with the LandryFootball.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Um, you can take advantage for the year, and it's even less than $10 a month. Um, and it's less than $10 a month if you do it by month. It's even less than that. It's half that. It's $9.99, but it's, it's less than that if you take advantage of the year membership. Yes, it's the draft time now, but – during the season, we break down the games and grade the players. We grade the free agent process. We're going to give you the inside the draft room look for each and every team. So we appreciate you joining us, and we'd really appreciate you spreading the word on that. That'll do it for today. Talk to you tomorrow on the Landry Football Podcast. And also, keep it up to date at Landry Football on Twitter. Follow me there if you haven't done so. Landry Football on Facebook, the uh, Landry Football YouTube channel. And then most importantly, um, follow Chris on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. So join us on all those platforms. Appreciate you. Have a great day, everybody. Get to some meetings here now. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.